Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that can't believe Sunny D does not have a prom queen. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. May there queen, are so many queens. Queen. Oh man! Whatever that uh, homecoming queen. Yeah. And there's no prom queen. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I think my school actually did have a prom queen. Like, did we huh. have any of those other queens? Fuck no. But we probably had someone for prom. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Michaela, how was your prom? Oh, have I not told you about this? Maybe I have. Let's tell the listeners. My prom mm-hmm. was um, in a car dealership Mmm, fancy uh-huh now these are allegations i'm about to make don't know that they're <laughs> true <laughs> but the rumor was that the reason my prom was in a car dealership was because the people who planned it the popular group so to speak used a lot of our money on their after party and Ooh, like one, ho, of, ho. one of their like parents worked at this car dealership and then so they got like a really sweet deal on renting it but okay <laughs> i didn't realize that you could rent a car dealership who's to say i mean yeah maybe we were just kind of there like i i don't know <laughs> honestly like, I, aren't there... I don't know there were huge windows we're like on the side of this big road <laughs> it's so weird Dave. <laughs> <laughs> were there cars in the space or they had been cleared no, no, out like for they, the night? Yeah, yeah. Like, because usually they have, like, a big lot, right? So they move them yeah. outside, yeah. How what about, how about you? <laughs> I did not go to my grade 12, a.k.a. senior prom. Right. I went to the grade 11 or junior prom. Uh, well, no. So we only had one prom. Right. I had friends that were a year older and went to that prom. And then after that, which was, like, fine, generally, people were, a few people were, quite drunk none of my friend group because we were the cool ones you know and staying in school and not doing drugs that's what's really cool in life kids you were underage dave like (laughs) (laughs) right yeah 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 how would we have even gotten drunk that's that's insane (laughs) yeah that's crazy anyway um (laughs) it was a it was a fine experience but the next year i was very much not motivated to go again for the subpar food the many pictures that i didn't really care about and then the dancing that i didn't particularly enjoy sure no i get that yeah Yeah. so anyway there you go this is buffy season three (laughs) episode 20 that's the one the prom so we're up to may 11th 1999 So I think that, yeah, that that actually makes sense. Last week was May 4th, so there's no, like, huge wait time for this one. We'll see. We'll see next week. Those are actually a week apart. Yeah. Like a normal schedule. (laughs) So reasonable. Man, (laughs) Buffy got jerked around a lot. Well, I mean, things got... Like, sure, earshot. Yeah. Yeah, but that was still the only episode that was planned to go up in April. Unless that just screwed everything up. Maybe. I don't know how these things work. Who's to say? (laughs) I am to say that Angel starts this episode off by watching Buffy from, like, really uncomfortably close as she sleeps. He's, like, an inch away from her, just (laughs) staring. And you're like, what season is it? 
Am I, have I been asleep? Like, I guess the opposite of that. I don't know. I honestly thought this was a dream sequence or like some bizarre fantasy and it would turn out to be a joke or something that didn't happen or like it was being overplayed for effect. But no, it's done completely seriously and it's crazy. But like, honestly, I'm like, I understand that they never told us it was a dream sequence, but it the tone of it is so weird and it ends it's so strangely bizarre. and abruptly that yeah. like, I don't know. I really kind of feel like maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to have two incredibly <laughs> long dream sequences in one episode, are they? Because like, there's another one yet to come. And, and if you assume that this is a dream sequence, then... Joyce coming to visit him has to also be a dream sequence because <laughs> oh god the, right yeah yeah the the knowledge that like Buffy slept over would not be real so then <laughs> oh, so much of the Angel Buffy stuff seems more plausible as a dream sequence in this episode right? which is crazy right. crazy oh those crazy yeah, kids they're mm, so they're still together still <laughs> again. She wants a drawer. She wants a commitment drawer, you know. <laughs> Classic guy that Angel is. He is afraid of commitment. Uh. And it really is a commitment drawer. Oh, yeah. Buffy's like, we should get new drapes. <laughs> I was thinking about redecorating. We need more mirrors. And yeah, yeah, it's all good. I mean, like, there's zero mirrors, and I feel her pain. That would be very difficult, <laughs> right? Like, you need to, like, check yourself out every now and again. This is honestly something that has come up in my personal life. Not, like, a place with no mirrors, but a place with one mirror exactly mm. has happened quite a bit to me. And, you know, my girlfriend would come over and be like, where are the mirrors? <laughs> and I'm like, there's the one in the bathroom, and what else do you want? From where I'm sitting, I can see three mirrors. Now... <laughs> I'm not condoning the number That's because of you watch yourself podcast, which is bizarre. <laughs> I can't currently see myself. I can look over and see myself. I can lean great. over and see myself. And I do it sometimes. So if I get louder, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this, this commitment drawer is no bueno. And Angel's basically just like, yeah, so you better go now. Uh, <laughs> it's getting it's getting real late. Um, bye. <laughs> And Buffy's just like, yeah, better go over and wham, open these curtains. Like, I'm not afraid of what might be on the other side of them. What the fuck, Buffy? And like... What in the fuck she's are opened, you doing? She's opened them an amount that she can see that it's fucking day. And she doesn't yeah. immediately close them. She's just like, oh, would you look at that? It sure is They're... daytime out there. Oh, God. So Buffy's like, oh, it can't be that late. Like, the sun's not even up yet. Of course, Angel has blackout blinds in in the mansion because vampire. he's a vampire. Yeah. So she goes over and just tears them asunder. And you're like, no. how? you've been with the vampire for so long. How do you not have better protocol around this? But, I, <laughs> Michaela, I think this is not a bad thing. Oh. Because I think a lot of this episode is just like, hey, look how young and immature Buffy is. <laughs> and how wise... And old Angel is, He's and how really they're a terrible old. match for each other. Yeah, that's true. Because it is really painting Buffy, like, this whole time as just... I mean, she is she is an 18-year-old girl, right? Like, yeah. that is that is what she is, so... Uh-huh. I love that the writers are like, fuck, we have to break the 
couple of the century up somehow. Yeah. Oh, how are we going to do this? Racking our brains. Wait a minute. Isn't it kind of weird that they're like slightly far apart in age? Yeah, it is slightly weird that they are slightly far apart in age. We can use that in this episode. No one will have thought of that before. And you're like, but guys. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I... <sighs> So, okay, this, like, this blind opening thing combined with the line that she has after it, which is, like, the line that ends this cold open, is what Mm -hmm. really makes it feel so much like a dream sequence. What is her line to end it? She says, oh, it must be later than we thought, which, and then, like, that's it. He doesn't respond to that. Smash cut to to (laughs) And you're like, did I I miss something? Has Netflix skipped over? Okay. (laughs) And then it opens on... Uh, Anya and Sander, and you're like, yeah. but what? Uh, who, what happened to that dream sequence that we were in for the cold open? <laughs> yeah, that was just canon. All that <gasps> happened. And it, oh man, it's such a great like their relationship is going south, and Buffy doesn't realize it, and Angel wants out, but that isn't how we're supposed to read it. Maybe, and then no. also this like Angel's afraid of commitment, but also old, and Buffy's young and annoying. <laughs> And I'm like, but what? Are, I have a lot of confusing feelings, and I'm not sure how many of them are I'm supposed to be feeling. I, so, yeah. yeah, I yeah. <laughs> uh. So Xander walking around school. Why isn't he skateboarding, man? Come on, uh, it's bring such it an back. efficient way to you get know, around. Right. Anya comes up to him, and I'm like, yeah, she's gonna be a main character. And you're like, hopefully they'll have the best exchange ever, and then they do. Because Anya hates men, they're despicable, but she just doesn't want to go to the prom alone. No. She just really likes to go to the prom. (laughs) And definitely not alone. And she's got all these feelings inside her. And she hates that she's a 12th grade human, but she also likes Xander. And she wants him to (laughs) take her to the prom. So I have some questions now. Go for it. So we were discussing how the fact that Anya is like a thousand years old is Mm -hmm. just as problematic, if not more, than this whole Buffy Angel thing. It is. Now, ish, but I, would I, say. I think that this, so she's basically saying that she's, because she has taken on the persona of a 12th grader, she's starting yeah. to have these like emotions and thoughts as if she is a 12th grader. Well, it's persona and also body. Right. She is literally. Like the body is the strong driver here where she is just awash with all of these emotions that she can't control. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and now I mean, she's because, just like, driven by them. Yeah. And like, so for being this thousand year old demon, she should be like way past any such concerns as this. But yeah. like the fact that her emotional maturity is sort of being like downgraded as a result of these <laughs> body influences. There's also an argument to be made. And maybe this is all just like justification for ourselves. But I think there's an <laughs> argument to be made that the amount of time you have a soul is more important than the amount of time you were alive. Interesting. Because Angel had a soul for like 80 years now, or plus his early plus his his, 20s. Yeah. So he's at least 100 real years old. And Anya was soulless, I believe, right? Oh, As yeah. A demon? Like she's a straight up demon for like yeah. most of that time. So she is approximately, she might be 30 in real years Maybe. of having a soul. Yeah. Hmm. And you know what? I'm I'm more okay with that then. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't seem as terrible because demons don't really learn or grow no. as we saw when the master was like, 
ah, we've revolutionized the blood-sucking industry (laughs) with a single conveyor belt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're trying. Yeah, but that's like the best that they can do. Anywho, that's all justification for us feeling better ways about Anya and Xander than Angel and Buffy, but whatever. So on this this topic of Angel, Mm -hmm. so Buffy states in this episode later on that he's 243 years old right now according to my research according to my research he became a vampire in 1753 okay and he and this is 1999 so by this point he's actually 246 but that doesn't account for his 26 years of life before becoming a vampire which makes him 272 and the research doesn't state this but remember that time he went to that like hell dimension for a (laughs) hundred years yeah what we have said is a hundred years, but was left very unspecific. Yes, and we have said but like, 100. was clearly a long time. A long time. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm just saying he's much older than we've been saying this entire time. <laughs> wow, I love that at minimum he's 246. We need to include his his human years. So at minimum he's 272. How did that date get arrived on? Like, at what point did that become canonical? Because they've been saying 241, 242, 243 the entire time. Like, I mean, this is from the wiki, so I'm wondering if they were maybe more specific in the show Angel. And, like, yeah. the math just didn't quite work out. Because Weird. I can't imagine, like, Angel as a character presenting his age as, like, from when he became a vampire. Like, no, that, that's crazy. That makes no sense at all. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> even a difference of 30 years at that point. Right. It's irrelevant. Uh, it's I get so it. gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, can we get to Jangel? <laughs> I also wrote Jangel, obviously. <laughs> Joyce shows up at the mansion. <laughs> right. As Angel is moodily poking around. Okay. So, he's moping around the mansion. Yeah. He walks into this scene from like an, a different a different part of the mansion and he literally like walks in through a sunbeam like <laughs> what, if you look at where he walked there's yeah. a rectangle of sun on the floor no michaela what are remember the rules? it's all just it's all just conveniently placed lights up high <laughs> it's all conveniently placed lights there is no such thing as sun anymore and then he finds buffy's notebook and she's written oh oh buffy, god buffy, buffy and angel, angel forever, forever. <laughs> yeah Basically. The four's all fancily done up. Oh, God. Like, very much high school girl notebook. And yes, it's just meant to drive home this idea that, like, Buffy is immature. <laughs> Buffy is a teenager. I love the writers just, uh, I've got that image of them being like, finally, we know how to do it. <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> you're so late to this party. But yeah. So Joyce comes in and she's like, okay, Angel. Oh, I see you have some nice manacles on the wall. <laughs> Poor Joyce, man. About that, uh, my daughter stayed over here last night, and I don't even want to fucking know, man. I just want you to not do this anymore. Like, this is this is the thing, right? We say, oh, Angel's old, Angel's wise, but for some reason he needs Buffy's mom to tell him that this isn't going to work out. Like, Joyce and the mayor are basically championing, like, hey, you guys should break up, and Angel's like, you know, now that you guys have said this, it does maybe seem like we should break up. Like he's a giant skis ball. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And it's not even a presented like that. It's more like because they're going in different directions in their life, they have to break up. But there is this undercurrent of the age disparity being so large 
and so insurmountable that yeah, it's so skeezy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why now is really the question. <laughs> yeah, like, why now? There have been so many opportunities to, like, discover this. And just because some people who are deciding to actually act like adults are telling you what's up, now you're just like, that does make some sense, actually, yeah. And, I mean, this is the episode of Return to Form for Angel. We've got oh, him fuck. watching Buffy yeah. from way up close. And then he's like, I'm old enough to be your ancestor. Oh, You're geez. like, oh, no. Disgusting. Oh, God. Oh, let's not say that. Yeah. Might as well just be like, you know, Joyce, you're right. I'm old enough to be your grandfather. <laughs> so it might be a bit weird. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did you like Joyce's very sensible outfit? I didn't really take note of it. It was just very brown. Like, mm. it was sort of a... Khaki, tan... No, like, like pretty dark brown jacket and okay. skirt and mm. um, brown tights. And then I'd, some yeah. nice... It was a good lipstick color on Joyce. Joyce usually looks pretty fly. Oh, Joyce is looking great. She is always top quality. I don't really take note of what's happening. I assume it's mostly brown yeah, or, like, brown. neutral shades yeah. below the neck. But she's she's an engaging actor, and I uh, I really like her. And you know what? Like, yeah, Joyce... You are Buffy's mom. This is a really bad relationship that Buffy is in. You you should try to make it stop. This is good parenting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get involved. Yep. Yeah. No, this is actually probably some of the best parenting we've seen from Joyce up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Joyce. So now Giles is going to exposit until his face comes off. Well, I mean, <laughs> his face is going to come off. Off. Yes. Well, you know he's going to have a lot of exposition here because he's not eating anything. Oh, shit. No food watch. Oh, oh, Giles, how did you get through this episode? Because he has too much to say. He has no time for food. Oh, no. (laughs) Anthony Stewart's stomach is just rumbling throughout this entire scene. Well, I mean, does he eat stuff at the prom? Probably. Probably. I didn't take note of it. Anyway. Mayor turning into a demon soon, blah, blah, blah. The kids are not really paying attention because they want to have the prom and Buffy's really excited because they've all got dates now, including her. Yeah. It's going to be a good prom time. Great for everybody. And their <laughs> their point is basically, well, if we're going to die anyways, we might as well have a good time at this prom. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I guess. Sure. You guys do. Yeah. You, right. Go for no, it. No, for sure. That sounds good. And so like they know that the mayor is going to become a demon. But mm-hmm. the, like, list of demon options is so long and they really have, like, nothing else to go on that they're just sort of grasping yep. at straws. Because mm-hmm. this whole problem is if the mayor becomes this demon, they're probably going to have to try to deal with whatever that is. So it would be real great if they knew beforehand what it was going to be, right? Just get a rocket launcher from the <laughs> local Sunnydale military fort again. I mean, that was very effective last time. Yeah, that was great. All right. Doesn't matter what kind of fucking demon he is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Show up to Ascension Day with a rocket launcher and you're probably set. Or like a few, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can grab from the <laughs> conveniently located uh, and under, <laughs> understaffed military base. So understaffed. Minimal security. It's, it's so true. Yeah. All right. We got a red alert coming up. Red alert! <laughs> Cordy is in a hella delightful red dress. Yeah, it's very red. It's like fire engine red. Oh, it's good. It's very good. It's got lapels? I, I don't even know what's going on with it. <laughs> well, it ha- does it have, like, buttons? Yeah. So it's sort of like a button-up shirt, except in a dress. 
right? It's amazing. <laughs> it's really good stuff. She's Hundo looking, great. She's looking amazing. And we find out that this random adult male who hangs out in the library all the time is going to be attending the prom. Can you explain <sighs> this to me? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, the only explanation I have for you still is that people have not yet noticed Wesley and Giles are two different people. And so I knew you are going to say that. They're both going to be there. Then what? They are. Then yeah. what? <laughs> They're standing so close to each other so much of the time. It it's so it's so not good it's so problematic for so many reasons he's just jesus some random i didn't even guy. consider it he's just like oh Fuck. yeah no i'm gonna chaperone you can't you're not a teacher or a parent of a student like it's so inappropriate for you to say that you'll be chaperoning everyone at the prom should be like who the fuck is this guy who let him in here is he how does a he predator? keep getting into the school yeah jesus christ <laughs> i will not miss wesley <laughs> Cordy's got a little bit about her not wanting the Scoobies to shop at a certain store for dress things or whatever. For reasons. Uh, apparently it's where she shops mm-hmm. and such. Yeah. It's all a big yeah, old non-specific reasons. Smoke screen. And then we go. <laughs> Man, the music cues whenever we hit this house <laughs> are amazing. Because it's always like nice light music and then Inception boss to go to the demon in a dog cage. Everything about this hellhound thing is so tongue in cheek. It so makes good. me so happy. It's so <laughs> overblown. <laughs> like and they like they're making fun of themselves a oh, little yeah. like right? Like they're a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Yeah. Now I like, have to hey, ask. Boom. Here's the danger <laughs> of the episode. Creepy house. Creepy television. <laughs> yeah. So <gasps> I'm sure you didn't think this. But was part of you hoping for double werewolf? Yes. No. What are you talking about? I didn't think this. Of course I thought this. I was like, this doesn't look like a werewolf, but is this what Michaela meant by double werewolf? I'm assuming it's not, because it would be like, well, Oz isn't even a werewolf here. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not. But then... We're running out of time. Right? I was was very disturbed to see that this wasn't double werewolf, and I'm like... Oh, God. Because you said, like, non-specific things whenever I mentioned that Oz is only in it to the end of season three. Sure did. Uh, Do they bring him back for season four? Who's to say? They've given him nothing to do. It's so sad. They constantly forget about him. And he's coming back for more of it. Oh. I mean, he's going to get double werewolf, right? So he's got that to look forward to. Oh. In an entire season of him being a credited character. You've just been so sure that he was going <sighs> to either buy the farm or leave. Oh, you've been <sighs> so sure. The doubt's been creeping in slowly. And once this wasn't double right? werewolf, I was like, mm-hmm. no, there's no time for it in the next two episodes. No, there's really it not. It can't happen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, I feel sick to my stomach. Which brings us into our next scene. The actual dream sequence. The fantasy about Angel and Buffy getting married. This scene, okay, is way longer than it needs to be. We can skip over all of it. It's just like, oh, Angel has emotional commitment issues and is afraid Buffy's going to die or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You don't want to talk about her wedding dress at all? Go for it. I know you do. It has so much skirt. Dang. (laughs) It's so like wedding dress trends, right? 
Like, uh-huh. this was, like, this dress is designed by Vera Wang. This was, like, the Holy height shit. of fashion, okay, in 1999. But, like, it's, like, a weird off-the-shoulder. It's, like, a three-quarter sleeve. The the skirt is just, like, this mountain of tulle. And I don't know, man. It, like, no one would wear that dress today. Like, I understand this is 20 years ago or whatever, but it's a crazy dress. <laughs> How much did they pay for this dream sequence that basically <laughs> contributes nothing? And then they burn the dress, right? Yeah. Like, well, they, I'm assuming they burn a reproduction of the dress. They burn a dress. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems expensive. <laughs> it seems like an expense, but it's a TV show, so. Mm. Yeah, but on the WB, like, it's not, mm. it's not <laughs> a Game of Thrones. <laughs> I understand. I don't I don't know what they're doing for this uh, dream sequence that really doesn't contribute much to the plot in any way. Although it does bring up the question, can Angel get into a church? Because he was in that church when he was a demon tormenting Drusilla. And I think we had things to say about it back then. But again, well, that church is broke if he can get in there. I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not convinced that churches are, like, mm. by nature sanctified. Right, right, right against like demons entering them i just think that they would be rife with crosses which used to be super op but are no longer op and so yeah, we vacillate on that right for sure. sure uh it would be dangerous maybe for a vampire to go into a church but like a church is a place that is open for people to come in mm. which is usually like a like a public space is all a vampire really needs right We've been talking about this scene for way too long because yep. we're about to get to a scene that actually matters uh-huh. for plot stuff uh-huh. and uh-huh. is completely <laughs> unlike this one. <laughs> so, In the sewer. Here we Angel go. Angel and Buffy are patrolling the sewers. Yep. Uh, Buffy's like, oh, when you come with me to prom, it's going to be great. Angel's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Buffy's like, prom, 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 prom. <laughs> hey. It seems like you're not super pumped about the prom. They need to talk, Michaela. Yeah, that that goes great whenever <laughs> anyone says that. <laughs> I love that he says it and then he's like, oh, but not here. Like, don't say those you words. Can't, you can't, you can't just, take it back. Because <laughs> he realizes, ooh, I can't break up with her in a sewer. But it's <laughs> too late, buddy. That's what you're doing. I honestly, with the returns to form that we've seen in this episode, I expected him to do tiny twig hands at any moment. And he didn't, as far as I can yes, tell. Yes, he did. Later. He did? He did it later. Oh, shit. You missed Fuck. them? Oh. I missed tiny twig hands. <laughs> I'll tell you about when them. When was he doing them? Okay. When Buffy is getting the brains, or finding out about the brains, he, oh. he's holding a bag, and yet is still managing oh. to do tiny he twig does hands. tiny twig hands. <gasps> oh. It is a return to form for Angel. It's all of the crazy shit, minus jumping out a window that he used to do. He hasn't done tiny twig hands in so long and like i don't know i don't know what about whatever emotion he was trying to convey needed tiny twig hands (laughs) it definitely needed it yep okay so they're starting to have the talk and they're also in the sewers to like hunt down a vampire right right buffy at one point stakes the vampire really quick it's a throwaway gag of oh haha they don't have time for this shit they need to do some real talking here and i like that and stuff How comfortable am I talking to my girlfriend about anything of a difficult nature when she has either a gun or a sword in her hand? Or maybe just like very close at hand. Right. Because that's what a stake is to Angel. It's one of the few things that kills him dead real fast. But like that presupposes that Buffy is 
gonna be inclined to like fly into a rage at hearing something she doesn't want to hear. I don't want to have this conversation anywhere <laughs> near a large weapon. A weapon that's specifically tailored for me. Especially when Buffy's been so shitty about her like safety in the practice fights that they've had before. Her stake safety is, yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. Whoops, almost <laughs> killed you. Uh, classic Buffy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how I would feel about this. This wasn't Anywho. his plan, though. He just accidentally said that they needed to talk and then trapped himself. Right. So, yeah, he starts getting into the whole, like, oh, we're in different places. How long are we going to keep doing this? And she's confused and then starts getting sad. And what does sad Buffy do? I like that they're at least being, like, consistent about things. Like, really consistent with the character and how she responds to danger and stress. Yeah. Because she just turns... And starts to run away. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, yep, yep, that's how Buffy do. She will run away from a problem if she possibly can. That's her An emotional problem. Yeah, for Emotional sure. problems only. It's, it's pretty much the, I don't know how to process this. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm just going to leave. Yep. And, but Angel actually grabs her arm and, you know, keeps her here so that they can finish having this conversation without her running away. Well, you can't start this conversation and then stop it <laughs> midway through. But yeah, he, like, calls their relationship a freak show, oh. which is pretty cold. And then, I mean, he's being very cold on purpose because he can't, yeah. he doesn't actually mean the things he's saying. But this is the only way. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, you gotta break up with this lady. Yeah. It's not gonna go well. But it does bring us into our first segment of the evening. This is like the latest first segment ever. I've definitely said that. No, this is the latest one for sure. And there was much rejoicing. In the frozen land of Nador, they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> is this Well, a listeners, yeah, go for it. I was gonna ask if this was a pun. On the fact that Joyce would also like this? Ooh, could be. Could be. Unintentional, <laughs> sure. if it's that. This is the part of the show where we talk about the part of the episode we took the most perverse joy in. <laughs> and that that's them breaking up. <laughs> Buffy's pain for, and for sadness. <laughs> because, like, through all of this, I'm like, oh, maybe this time it's for realsy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? They've done this, like, a lot of times before. Maybe not for as realsies as it is right now. And sure, Angel's gonna leave after the Ascension. And where, you ask, dear listeners? <laughs> well, catch Angel every Thursday at 9pm on the WB to find out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, this this part of the episode, I was like, yay! <laughs> you finally fucking broke up! This is a gross relationship the entire time, and I was never on board with it. Like, exactly, is... right? We've never <laughs> yeah. been on board. Of course, we're going to be like, finally. Yeah. And to your uh, to your point about this maybe being for realsies this time, I mm -hmm. think maybe what we were taking to be like them breaking up was never really them breaking up. Because apparently, according to my research, I'm just full of research today, mm -hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar has said that after this scene... She couldn't stop crying and the set was closed for 25 minutes so she could recover. Whoa. Like, that's I mean, crazy. That's insane. They haven't... Well, okay. They broke up when Angel was evil. Sort right. Of. They definitely went on at least a break or a pause. And that's real relationship semantics when you're getting into that sort of level. Yeah. Because Buffy was like, hey, we need to go on a break. And I'm like... 
Yeah, it's called breaking up temporarily. <laughs> or maybe not temporarily. Yeah. yeah, you're no longer in a relationship. And now they're like, we're breaking up again for the first time. <laughs> like, no, you aren't. Guys, come on. And I'm You've wondering if her, like, sadness about this is just because, you know, she knows that this person who has been her co-worker for years mm. is going to be leaving. And so maybe it's more to do with the finality of that more so than, like... I don't know, her getting into this really emotional place because of Buffy and Angel's love no longer being able to continue. As an actor, I get it. Like, you're saying goodbye to David Boreanaz and you're going to see him again. But, like, It's not the same, right? It, it'll never be the and same. And you are, you are good buds. And I think like, they were really good friends. You grossed each other out. Yeah. Yeah, you've grossed each other out with your kissing breath <laughs> all over the place. And that was great. And that's not going to happen again, and that's sad. But what's not sad is me wondering whether they'll magically be back together next episode with nary a mention of them having broken up in the first place. <laughs> They're not going to have time for that shit next episode, okay? God, I hope not. Shit's going to go down. It's going to be great. Okay, so. Buffy's purple sweater, just briefly, right. is real glittery. It's at the bottom right. only. There's like a, a yeah. strip of glitter. It's, it's and strange. And it's glitter. It's not sequins. No, it's just glittery. It's so sparkly. Mm, I liked great. it. It was, didn't belong in a sewer. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it was a fun distraction for them breaking up. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about the fact that Angel is going to LA. I came up with the name for our next podcast. Oh, uh, is it L Angel? No. Welcome to the Hell A mouth. Oh, now. Lord. <laughs> that, wow. That's strange. It's so confusing. That's it's garbage. That's <laughs> one of the most garbage ideas you've ever had. I know. L Angel is good. That, You're a garbage human. I'm into that. Oh god. Anyways, watch out for that, so, guys, once we get through all of this nonsense. After a solid breakup, it's not just Angel brooding anymore. But oh wait sorry, he also gets in on the brooding action. Right, but it's a brooding it's like a brood off. <laughs> yeah, it is. They're separate. They're completely separate places, but they're having a brood off. Yeah. Angel wins though. Wow. He's got so much practice and he's got the fireplace to brood over. I mean, he almost has a medal in brooding, right? <laughs> yeah. A certificate maybe, like on his wall. Mm. He's at least got a certificate. Yeah. yeah. Like he like graduated a of some from, sort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> brood you, yeah. <laughs> Willow and Buffy are commiserating. Buffy brings up Angel's age again because that's what this episode is. Uh, yep. Anything else you want to bring up? Buffy basically says that, like, it's probably the right decision here. Yeah. And, like, she's very sad and that's fine because she was just broken up with. But it's sort of like she's not... She understands and, like... In a way, she agrees. She's just not, like, ready to fully agree yet. Mm -hmm. Which is good. I think it's I, healthy. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. It was good. And I like that Buffy can acknowledge that, yeah, no, he... Like, a lot of people have been making a lot of good points. Yeah. But she still really loves Angel. And I don't need to believe in that relationship. Like, if Buffy believes in that and is sad about it, that's that's okay for me. It's I'm fine as long it. as she... She's being rational in the sense that, like, she sees that it probably doesn't have a future. But mm -hmm. then, like, sort of the emotional side of her doesn't care about that, which is yeah. why she would never have been the one doing the breaking up, even though, like, deep down, she probably knew that, you know, this was doomed from the start. Yeah. 
So let's get into Xander uncovering Cordy's dark secret. Like, why does Xander <sighs> keep passing this store? I mean, he's shopping for tuxes in this one. I guess this is... Are there any tuxes here? Yeah, yeah there are. Yeah, there yeah, are. for sure. So maybe this is actually yeah. fairly reasonable that he would come here. And she's here all the time because... Downtown Sunny D is not right. large. It is small. That's yeah. true. And he still sort of has... I don't know. He's at least friendly towards Cordy. This is a, like a Like, he big, has friendly feelings. This is like a turning point in his treatment of Cordelia. Yeah. Like, this episode oh, sure. really... It doesn't, like, redeem what he did. But, like, no. he's he's actually, like, treating her like a friend and like a normal yeah. human. <laughs> and, like, being really nice. And it's really sweet. Anyway, so he figures out that Cordelia is working at this dress shop rather than shopping at it, as she says. She can't afford to go to any universities. Because of the mild tax fraud. Just just a little. Okay, when when she I says... I mean, 12 years. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Giving the government the old Panama runaround. <laughs> pulling uh, a real Jimmy car on him, oh, you know? <laughs> Still funny. Uh, that's never not funny. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I should try to do a Jimmy car laugh. I can't do it. <laughs> it is, uh, it's an man. in, right? It is an in. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it just sounds like dying. Yeah, we're not geese. Okay. When she's like explaining to him that she works here so she could buy this dress, his like genuine confusion of like, don't you already have all the dresses? Like, <laughs> it just killed me. It was so genuine. And he doesn't understand. Uh, it's a solid point Xander in this episode is great yeah he is on point like nothing else no this is so he's, good Xander he's so bored and confused by Anya he's like <laughs> he's a good friend to Cordelia right? uh, and he's funny and like these are all of the things I want to see him be a good friend I want him be, <laughs> I want to see him be kind of bored and confused by people and I want to see him be funny and he's doing all of that right now just like it's a, great his regret of having agreed to go to the prom with Anya. Because, I mean, he doesn't want to go alone, right? No. So he's sort of no, like, well, sure. this girl wants to go with me. She used to be a demon, but she's not now. So how bad could it be, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, they're having this nice scene. And then, oh, no, uh, the hellhound from before right. got out or Ooh, something. Okay. And it breaks into the store, smashes through a window, attacks a guy in a tux. Uh, and murders yeah. a guy in a tux. Right? To shreds, Holy you say. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, to shreds, you say. <laughs> yeah. He got killed. No, it's it just, so casually just dealt like, with. No one's really it's, very concerned about it. It's barely mentioned. <laughs> I don't care. Poor tux guy. Uh... Like, it's not until the next scene where they're watching and re-watching this now snuff film of this guy <laughs> dying that someone brings up that he died mm. while this happened. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I thought he got a bit attacked or something. But no, cut to ribbons in front of everyone. Yeah, I mean, they've seen some shit. And uh, this is just another day in Sunnydale for them. Oh, so there's some asshole controlling the demon with a remote control. And like, how did that happen? We'll never really find out. It and it, it's not matter. really important. No, and, it like, doesn't matter at so all. He's so obviously lurking outside the store. Like, couldn't he have lurked a little bit more covertly? I don't know. It's a remote control. <laughs> it's insane. Surely it has more than 20 feet on it. Insane. Get a fucking antenna extender. Right? Like... God. Yeah, it's good times. 
So Giles and Wesley start competing at expositing, and this is where we come into our second segment. Exposit your face off. He just kept talking in one long, incredibly unbroken sentence, moving from topic to topic so that no one had the chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic. This is just a whole episode of face-off references. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) What is it not? Uh, Well, Michaela, this is the time we take a moment to judge. Who exposits better, Wesley or Giles? I, I don't know who would pick Wesley. Right? No one in their right mind. It's always going to be Giles. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, for my money, always Giles, yeah. 100%. Wesley has information, I guess. I don't know. But, like, blah, blah, blah. Hellmount, hellhounds, they eat brains, something, something, something. Giles gives most of the important stuff, and Wesley's there for flavor? Wesley's there because we haven't figured out how to get rid of him yet. <laughs> In a Which reasonable is so weird, way. Because <laughs> he was introduced so recently. <laughs> but, like, is he contributing anything? No. No. <laughs> no, it's a problematic character. Yeah. And I... Because he's on Angel in a big way, right? Yes. Yeah. So I see why they want, like, the exposition character for Angel. And having it set up that he knows Angel already sort of helps with this, like, why is the band all getting together thing. Mm-hmm. But he's really not contributing to this show. <laughs> He's really not. And I mean, I understand that, like, it, I think they've, you know, it, it's part of it is because they've written themselves into this corner with the council, right? Where well, they've, like, council. they started off having Giles as a watcher, there's a watcher's council. And then they went and actually, like, brought the council in. And then to show Giles, like, devotion to Buffy, they have him get fired. But they've already established that because of this council, Buffy needs a watcher. And so, like, they've sort of given themselves no choice but to have this character. Yeah, have two watchers. And obviously the second one's not going to be as good as Giles, so... (laughs) Obviously. They try to make him as close as they can, sort of, but stuffier? I don't know. It's really weird. (laughs) Maybe Giles, yeah. Yeah. Xander covers for Cordy in this scene. And again, Xander's all good. And, like, in the dress store... He, like, pushes her out of the way to save her from the hellhound. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, too, is, like, you're sort of seeing, or I was reading it as Cordelia sort of being like, oh, this was uh, was why I liked this guy, you know? Yeah. Because because of, like, you know, the events that happened, I could see her kind of forgetting that. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's that and it's both of them realizing that they can still be friends. Yeah. They don't have to be more than that. And maybe that's how they work best is as these people who are just, you know, friendly with each other rather than sniping at each they other. they don't have to be, Because that's yeah. what their relationship was. The constant was nastiness is just gets, yeah, it gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> so this hellhound plot is ostensibly the, is it the B plot? It, yeah. it has to be the B plot. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not the A-plot. It's handled so straightforwardly. It's I love so it. It's so funny. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, I know that guy. He, it's the, oh, it, here's it's his Tucker. picture in a yearbook. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's Tucker. Willow's <laughs> hacked into his email it. account moments later. And then they, they, yeah, he's emailed some guy and Oz is like, oh, I know that guy. I'll go talk to him. They find out about some brains. Something. Kill all the students at prom. Yeah, whatever. Like, your shot was a couple episodes ago. Guys, come on. It's that was not, not that long ago. It's not even that he wants to kill all the students. He just wants to ruin the prom. Right. I think is really his, anyway, his, his goal. It, it is all the things that we've seen before in Buffy. It's the picture in the yearbook. It's just like, like from bam, Invisi- bam, Girl. bam, Like <laughs> the hacking into the, the email account. The whatever, Beauty and the Beasts where Oz knew the people. Yeah, yeah it's 
Oh, it's so good. And it's very much like then Buffy gives everyone their assignments. They all go and do their thing. They immediately figure out where this guy is. Yeah. And Buffy's like, yeah. okay, problem solved. I'll go deal with this. You guys go to prom. Yeah, I'll go kill all yeah, of them. No it's big fine. deal. I don't need you guys to come. You'll be liabilities anyways. <laughs> Speaking of the Xander that I want from this show, yeah. he and Buffy have a nice little interaction there. I'm going to give you all a nice, fun, normal evening if I have to kill every single person on the face of the earth to do it. Yay. Yeah, that's good. <gasps> oh, it's so good. Yeah. He's such a better character than he was in any of season one. We really did used to hate Xander. But we don't, guys. We love him now. Yeah. This is our Xander. Yeah. When he's the proper Xander, when he's well-written, he's amazing. Maybe he should have just season been one like, Xander. he was hashtag not my Xander, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping it topical. <laughs> That'll go in there. So, yeah. They had their assignments. Buffy's is really the only one that's important, it turns it, out, because yeah. she goes straight to the slaughterhouse. They're like, oh, this guy needs to get brains from somewhere to feed to the hellhounds, because they only eat brains, apparently. So, yeah, slaughterhouse. Pretty convenient. And yeah, the guy's like, oh, yeah, there's a weird kid that buys <laughs> the brains from us. Here's exactly where he lives. Buffy's like, great, thanks. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just wham, bam, pow, all of it. And, man, these Sunnydale butchers must be so accustomed to weird fucking orders. Because, I mean, this dude shows up to buy a bunch of blood from them all the time. And they're like, yeah, hey, look, it's that guy that needs blood for question mark. Well, how many different demons, yeah. like, feast particularly on different part, like, different organs of beings? Yeah. Honestly, butchers must be, be making a, proper a killing. Trade. And, yeah. oh, that's they a get... bad pun. Wow. <laughs> oh! That's a really bad pun. <laughs> they get like twice as much meat per meat yeah. as a normal butcher does, though. And, I Sellable mean, like, meat. And yeah. like they're selling the blood. They're selling everything. It's great. Yeah. Every part goes to use. It's great. This is the job you want to have in Sunnydale. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she she runs into Angel, right? Yeah, this is where and he's tiny. And then tiny, tiny twig hands. With, holding his bag full of <laughs> blood sacks, presumably. <laughs> and he's uh... fucking doing tiny twig hands and Michaela's losing her mind and Dave's not even noticing. Yeah, I don't even have a note about him being in this scene. <laughs> I just remember it. Oh, good. It's pretty incidental. They're like, oh, we're broken up, but we don't want to be broken up. Bye. <laughs> and Angel's just doing tiny twig hands through the entire thing, apparently. Jesus, he really Which is. I can picture now. Oh, yeah. I just didn't notice it at the time. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. Which is crazy. Fucking I was even watching for it earlier. Madness. Oh, God Honestly, damn. ever since you started watching for butterfly clips, not a one. Not a one. Not a one. You have missed them entirely. <laughs> shit there were so many too i'm pretty sure there's a netflix thumbnail mm. which is just like buffy with a butterfly <laughs> turned directly towards camera <laughs> damn i wouldn't be surprised yeah. so buffy is like oh i found the address all the scoobs you can go to the prom they're like no but we should help you and she's like no go to the prom no but we should really help you no go to the prom giles is like mm, you should need you kind of need help and she's like no they should go go to the prom and they go to the prom and it turns out Xander bought the dress for Cordelia. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's actually really nice. It really oh, is. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And it is that it's that thing where like you kind of see them together later at the actual prom. Mm -hmm. And there's a nice scene of Xander and Cordelia with their respective dates, but like it's clear that they aren't romantically interested, really. It's just a sweet thing has been done. 
and Xander's happy to have done it for a friend. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's a fitting end to the sort of arc they've had together where mm-hmm. they actually ended it in a nice place. Yeah, you know? I'm really glad that that happened. Oh, and I'm so disappointed that Oz is going to be there for another season. <laughs> I am sorry. I mean, I know I didn't do it, but (laughs) I knew you were going to slowly figure it out. I'm a monster. (sighs) Shall we talk about the prom? Uh, Yeah. Can we talk about the the fact that Giles is wearing a tux? Oh, he looks fly as hell in his tux. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Xander's getting bored by Anya. (laughs) (laughs) Tragically bored to death. Like, almost to tears. Her story about... The man that had to, like, self-cannibalize. And, like, it was hard for even her to watch. I thought it was just delightful. I really liked the one where the guy, like, blew up. (laughs) But they were standing too close. They were standing too close when the wish was done. So it got all over them. (laughs) It's all her best material, right? Like It's the it was the plague time. So, like, yeah, things falling off of people wasn't wasn't that uncommon. Solid stuff. And, yeah, poor Xander. Oh, uh, I don't even feel bad for him. It's, it's just, just funny. It's so good. It's so funny. And then Cordy lo- walks in looking hella fierce. Looking not at all 18. No. As but usual. Because Wesley notices her uh, immediately and jaw droppage. Which brings us into our final segment, Fun for All Ages. Disneyland is a magical place that's fun for the whole family. Even teenagers. Oh, no. Yeah. No, it's as gross as it sounds because, <laughs> guys... It is literally as gross as it yeah, sounds. It really it's, is. It's gross. Angel and Buffy, gross. Wesley and Cordy. Gross. It's all. It's all gross. It's bad. It's bad times. So this is the part where we talk about our problems with age gaps in couples. <laughs> Let me tell you, Michaela, there are a few people in this episode that really put the despair in age disparity. <laughs> Classic. Like, holy god. And so. Oh, oh no. <laughs> the interesting thing about this Wesley Cordelia dynamic. Is that, like, normally one of the big problems with one of the people in the couple being much older is that there is this power imbalance from the Mm. fact that one of the people has a lot more life experience. Like, they should have a lot more emotional maturity than the other person. And, like, I am not (gasps) describing Wesley to you. No. I like when Giles says he has the emotional maturity of a blueberry scone. <laughs> it's so accurate. It is. And so And it's so delightfully British. Like, it really what is. They're adorable. Like, yeah. Why? Why does he have to reference a scone? Because they're both British, so they both get it. <laughs> Giles has really like upped his Britishness ever since yes. they gave him a British person to talk to. Yeah. He, he really has. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Right. So I'm not condoning this in any way, but like calling Wesley a predator, he's just like he's an immature dummy who is gawking at a much younger person who is technically an adult and who, if he had any sense, (laughs) he would not look at for more than one second. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's gross. (laughs) It's just so much easier when you forget that Cordelia is supposed to be a high school student. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, take her at however old she looks, and then take Wesley at however old he looks, and then they're age appropriate, and it's fine. And, but like, it's yeah, this fine. whole thing where they're ostensibly going to the prom together. Mm. I have yelling notes that say, how is anyone allowing this? Where are the other teachers? Where are they? Where's Peace Night? Where is Peace People Nye? are having fun. People are having fun, and he's not there to ruin it? Are you fucking kidding? The children and their hormones 
This is oh my he god. He hates this. You gotta leave room for Jesus. God damn it. None of them are leaving room for Jesus. I really, I really can't imagine that being the stance that Peace Knight is gonna be taking. It's not, but like you, he would be the one going around like yelling at kids to leave some space. Oh, yeah. Not for Jesus, but you know, you know, split that up. Buffy on Angel? Yeah. Man, no. Oh, no, no. Couldn't you see He's him 30. like with a tape measure? Like, oh, yes. <laughs> that's the scene I'd write. He's measuring the distance between their torsos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has to be at least a foot. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he'd just run up to someone and stick a ruler in between them and just, like, it barely fits and he gives them the stink eye for a little bit. Ah, uh, if only. Uh, if fucking yeah. only. Xander has his nice moment with Cordy and, you know, Wesley's there and whatever. Uh, did, did you see Lil J walking in with, like, a super hot lady? With a date? Lil J! Like, a really good-looking date. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know the backstory of this. We could invent one if you want. Or we could just say, no, that's fine. you know what? Lil J's a cool dude. And, he uh, is. yeah, we're happy for him. The Cordettes just don't get him, you know? No, they don't. He was suspended. Yeah, no. I I have to imagine that, like, bringing a gun to school would mean you don't get to go to prom, but I don't really care. (laughs) I'm just happy to see him. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Buffy confronts (laughs) Travis or Tector or whatever his name was. Uh, Um, It's magic. (laughs) It's so good when (laughs) she's like, What kind of sicko wants to destroy the happiest night of a senior's life? I have my reasons. You want to go to the prom with me? No. Done. (laughs) It's so funny. It's just... Oh, God. And then he's, like, making this face, like, you know, like, as if he had just relived it, and it was the most (laughs) painful moment of his life. And Buffy is just so annoyed by him. Like, all of his attempts to thwart her, she's just like, you're just a person, buddy. Like... This well, isn't going to work. The, a lot of the point of this episode is that Buffy hasn't had that magical, like, the perfect prom or the perfect high school moment ever. That's true. Since she found out she was a slayer. Yeah. And she wants that, but she doesn't, she can't have it. And it was so close. And then it just escaped from her reach. And when she was talking to Giles about this, I was very affected. But maybe because that was Giles there? I don't know. Or at least they, like, play off each other well. They, they really, and he was dadding out so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, several of the hellhounds have already been released. She managed to stop, like, one of them. But <laughs> it's this episode, so she tracks them <laughs> down, crossbows one of them real quick, <laughs> chases the other minutes. two down, like, stabs <laughs> one of them. I was like, wait, okay, hold up. Like, how much longer is this episode <laughs> gonna go? <laughs> yeah. Uh... But yeah. Uh, yeah, stabs one of them, snaps the other one's neck while it was about to attack this guy who's out in the hallway looking for directions to the bathroom. <laughs> like, it is Amazing. honestly over so fast. I, like, it's she so catches good. up to them so fast. <laughs> it's it's really unreasonable, but you're like, whatever. Buffy's going to the prom now. Awesome. Hell yeah. And she does go to the prom. Her dress is looking quite pretty. The color is really nice. Something's happening at the back. A lot of stuff is happening at the back. <laughs> There's just like almost enough material to make a second dress, you might say. Yeah. Just it's like, like a chilling. huge train yeah. that has been gathered up and then just attached to her butt. It's a lot and, of 
Yeah. So the designer of Buffy's prom dress is Pamela Dennis. She's a fashion designer as well. <laughs> Presumably she is not as um, famous as Vera Wang. As Vera Wang. Because... Yeah. Well, I've heard of Vera Wang. Yeah, exactly, right? So... Yeah. Anyways, maybe she was a more prominent designer at the time. From the front, Buffy's dress looks great. It does. <laughs> From the back, it's like, what the hell? A lot's going on back there. But yeah, it's like a nice sort of like rose color, maybe, I would say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the front is really pretty. She has like a pretty pin on it. Her yep. hair is super early 2000s. It's all great. Yeah. <laughs> it's straight as fuck. Good God. Yep. I don't know how she got to be so straight after her. <laughs> Zero curls. Yep. Anyways. Yeah, she had very little time to prepare for this. No, and like, did she change snapped... out, outside? She like, yeah, because she just like pulls the, the dress bushes. out of the bag, like, right? Yeah, she has no mirror. What's happening? Maybe she changed in one of the bathrooms. I, I hope mm. so. Yeah. Uh, Lil J gets up on stage to announce that there's an extra award being given out this year, in addition to the regular awards, but not prom queen. Apparently, um, who's it being given to? I'm so glad that they let Lil J do this. Oh, yeah. It, like, he's, oh, yeah. he's the perfect person. He really is. And He's so, been saved from things so many times he, by Buffy, yeah, too. Yeah, he has. And you know what? Everyone else probably has, too. <laughs> yep. Hence why they're oh giving Buffy God. this award. It's so delightful. Okay, so, uh, like, when... nothing else this watch-through has, has gotten me. This always gets no. me. Like, yeah always like I, i'm like uh, they're acknowledging the, everything she's done for them for once when lil j says this high school isn't like other high schools <laughs> you hear the the yells from the crowd zombies <laughs> hyena people uh, yeah. snyder <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it is that whole thing of sunnydale syndrome where everyone just pretends like mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on but but everyone knows puffy know. yeah yeah and it's a sparkly umbrella to signify that she's the class protector and she gets her perfect perfect moment and this is the graduating class with the lowest mortality rate in Sunny D history. I knew you were going to love that. <laughs> Fucking loved it. Because every time we talk about how many students have died, I just keep thinking to myself, this is the lowest mortality rate though. <laughs> Which is crazy. And that just proves so many of their classmates once and for all that Buffy being here does more good than harm. It does more good than harm. <laughs> Is it better than when she arrived? I never said she's not doing good things. <laughs> no, but the, you twist my no, words. No, the previous years had a higher mortality rate. That's true. That so is very true. Literally, yeah. yes, it it is better. <laughs> it is better than when she arrived. <laughs> oh man, no, it's it's such a great line about it, and I really do like it. I'm trying to do some mental math on, like, how many that's a, people that's a lot. <laughs> have, from her year have died. Because Jesse, obviously. And that's Pour our Jesse mention for the episode. Yeah. yeah. We've got Teresa. It was more prevalent, I think, in the earlier seasons that, like, mm-hmm. students would just be dropping, like, flies. Two of the kids in uh, the robo-boyfriend episode. How many right? members of the swim team? Oh, my God, <laughs> right. Well, how many of them were uh, were of their year? Because they might have been a year older. That's a good point. Yeah, Um, so there are... It's true that, like, the people who we can think of that have died may not actually be, like, Buffy's age. But let's say five from her class have died. That's probably lowballing, yeah. That's a high mortality rate. (laughs) For anywhere else. Unless you have a very big school. (laughs) Anywhere else, that's 
that's insane. Like one <laughs> yeah. student dying is a, like huge tragedy, right? Yeah, yeah, for the entire school, not just that that one year. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Wesley dances with Cordy after <laughs> Giles tells him to just fucking do it because it's not going to get any less gross anytime soon. And Giles is pretty sick of his shit by this point. <laughs> he is. Because Wesley's been like dancing around it the entire oh time. Oh my and god. Will I, won't I, the entire... Oh no. Yeah. Giles is just sick of his crap. And yeah, Giles is also not condoning it. He just doesn't want to hear about it anymore. Yep, for sure. Xander dances with Anya and that's nice. An angel shows up. No. Good lord, no. Just let this relationship die a final death. It's the undeadest, redeadest relationship I have ever seen. Wild horses. <laughs> so that's the song that's playing in this scene. And for some reason, like, it really sticks with me. After I like I finished watching the episode, them dancing and the wild horses song playing. Uh, so. Oh more, my goodness. I mean, um, Angel clearly says here, like, it's just for tonight. It's sure. It doesn't just mean anything. Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly it means something. Sure, but... but it doesn't mean they're getting back together. No, it doesn't. They have not I'm gonna stress to you right now, they have not gotten back together. No. They have broken up. We're done. Yeah, we're done with this relationship. They will fight side by side, maybe, in the episodes to come, I believe, because he's still a title accredited character. Well, and, so. I mean, he's made a, like, he's made the point that he's not going to leave until they fight. Until after the ascension, yeah. They, yeah. They, he's not going to, like, just leave them when the world is maybe going to end, because he's a yeah. useful character now. He does things now. <laughs> she did it. I'll be damned. <laughs> what a fucker. Oh, man. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. Um, and they don't kiss, thank God. Good. But still, what a downer ending. My last note for this episode. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I wrote, Angel does not have a ticket for this event. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. And like, honestly, who let this other clear adult into this prom at a high school what a terrible idea oh man <laughs> all right michaela well i think we've made it pretty clear how we feel about the episode how does our good friend taylor kingston Dude, feel about this one what do you think this review is titled uh the one with the prom no he's gone in a different direction with it whoa oh the one where buffy and angel break up Ooh. also no he's gone whoa, with what the one with the hellhounds. No! That, that, I was like, oh, if it's in a different direction, it's hellhounds. But no, that's such a minor thing. It's gotta be Buffy and Angel. Man, what was I thinking now, back then? Now, you rag on teeks, but in French, this episode is called Les Chiens de l'Enfer, which is the hellhounds. Yeah. And in German, it's called Der Hollenhund, which is the hellhound. What? So. What? <laughs> I, let me say, I'm not blaming Teeks. No. But the French and German translators, when given choices and the prom, have decided to mess with success in a way that they did not need to. I can't help but wonder if a, a prom is a very American idea. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure, like, if there is... Oh, because French already had the episode called... La Belle de, de la Fin de la Fin de la Yeah, which is like what this is, right? Yeah. Right. They couldn't have another one and be like, oh, no. this is the real prom. Right. <laughs> that other one was a weird fake dance, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways, Teeks. Mm -hmm. 
This is an exciting <laughs> review, Dave. Ooh, I'm excited. It has best and worst part of the episode in it. Nice. Good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I enjoy this episode. It's a little weird how forced the evil situation felt to me. It felt mm. like an episode about the prom, but since it's Buffy, they had to have some kind of evil entity, <laughs> so they randomly chose someone who was going to destroy the prom. Fully agree. It's a good point, but they make fun of the fact that they're doing exactly that. Yeah, but it you are still like, okay, they have this strong episode about the prom and about Buffy and Angel breaking up, and then... Because it's Buffy, they have to have something supernatural. I'm giving this one to Teeks for sure. Then there's the the classic review, or synopsis, I should say. It's the classic synopsis. Yeah. At no point in this synopsis does Teeks say that Angel broke up with Buffy. What? So, there is a note that Angel declined her offer of being her date. And there's a note that Angel plans on leaving town after the mayor's ascension. But like, that entire scene in the sewer is just really glossed right over. That's a major part of this episode. <laughs> most most of this synopsis is just about like, everyone getting ready for the prom. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, you, all right. I was on board for the first bit. Second bit lost me, definitely. <laughs> Best part of the episode, when Buffy gets the class protector award at the prom. Oh, for sure. 100%. That is very true. Mm -hmm. Worst part of the episode, the hellhounds, they look super creepy. <laughs> oh, I was... I mean, they're so guy in suit. They are very... They are so painfully guy in suit. But, I mean, they are very much, like, the thing that Teeks wouldn't like about this. They're not very yeah. Teeks friendly. No, for sure not. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my rating oh. book is awesome. Oh, all right. That's a bit lower than That's I That's bringing expected. this episode down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this? 8.7. point something? Okay, 8.7. Yeah. This yeah. is a good time. Yeah, it is. It's solid. I think it's like a prom episode done right. And like, I do agree that the, the Hellhounds thing feels forced, but I like mm -hmm. that it does. It should. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. They, ne they do need to have something like this, so... It's uh, it's great that they do. Oh. I think that's fair. Cool. Well, Michaela, what was your top fashion outfit from this episode? No one was wearing anything too crazy, honestly. Everyone yeah. was like wearing pretty normal stuff. Even Willow kept it fairly toned down and she was barely in the episode too. So I think I'm going to pick my favorite prom dress Go for instead. It. And so Cordelia's dress, she she looks the best by far. Oh yeah. Oh Is yeah. It like a prom dress i don't know no. at all right no. like this it's a very fine dress it's but... like a fancy like we're going to the opera dress yeah um Buffy's... this is like a, a tango dress right like and she yeah again she looks amazing but she does it not like slinky she's going like she's not going to a prom in that that's insane no buffy's prom dress is as we said earlier good color good front back is crazy we did not talk mm -hmm. about willow's prom dress and oh yeah, I barely saw Willow so, at the prom. And I felt like her prom dress was very much something Willow would wear to the prom. Oh yeah. Like, so it had like spaghetti straps, but like not like a super low cut top. And then mm -hmm. just sort of like a fitted top. And then she was, she had like one of those um, like shawl things yeah. that you might put. And like that seemed very Willow and very prom to me. Yeah. So I'm actually going to go, go with that. I'm on board. It felt pretty, pretty true to, to Willow. For sure. All right, well, who won this episode is the real question. <sighs> now, I was going to say Buffy. That was my temptation, but I don't know if you heard but it my... Leaves out, <laughs> yeah. it leaves out such a large point about what <laughs> happened to her in this episode and that she got broken up with from what she thought was the love of her life. Right, and so, I mean, 
as the audience, we know that, like, that's actually a win for her. Yeah. Because she's free of the chains of that horrible relationship. But Buffy really doesn't feel that way about it. So, But then she gets a class protector and she gets her perfect moment. In an episode where she just sort of, like, thought she was going to have her perfect moment, had it ripped away for her, from her, and then... She gets a perfect moment that not only does not rely on her boyfriend or that like mm. the idea of her having a boyfriend, it's something like related only to her own accomplishments. Yeah. In my mind, making okay. it much better than her having her like prom dance with Angel. Yeah, for sure. I guess the second one that I would put forward is a bit more of a meta one, but Anya. <laughs> Interesting. Because <laughs> she forces herself into a friend group and <laughs> becomes more of a main character by doing so like actually and actually this her going with xander to the prom is going to be brought up in the future when she because i mean obviously she's coming back in season four and she's gonna be Mm -hmm. like oh xander like we went to the prom together like it is it is like a major point of her yeah they breeze right past the fact that she tried to help evil willow like (laughs) They don't even mention it, no, do Willow they? No, Willow gets one one line about it. She's like, oh, well, if she tries anything, I'll have to kick her butt. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Anya gets off pretty scot-free from that whole mm-hmm. thing. Karma Houdini, like, what? <laughs> and this helps cement her as a recurring and future main character. I think I like that better mm-hmm. just from the perspective of... I mean, that's, that's about as meta as we were probably going to be with Buffy. So then that... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Buffy being broken up with and then her winning the episode really doesn't, doesn't jive. <laughs> no, it really, really brings down the amount of winning that she's doing. jeez. <laughs> oh, well, cool, cool, cool. What is up for next episode? As if I don't know. We have a very fe- special surprise <laughs> for everyone. We sure do. We're going to have a guest have on a the guest. podcast. Oh, it's going to be delightful. So excited about it. Very excited. So, it's going to be yeah. great. Really looking Graduation forward. day part one is coming up. Mayor's going to be revealed to be a giant snake <laughs> in a tiny human suit. <laughs> oh, That's God. definitely going to happen next episode and not the one after it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean, because they need an entire episode of him being a snake, right? Like that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, with the effect that that I remember, <laughs> the effect quality in particular, mm-hmm. they definitely need more than the bare minimum of that. Yeah. No. Oh boy. It'd be great. Uh. So yeah, I don't. I don't really know what's gonna happen. It's kind of weird that Faith and the mayor were completely out of this episode. There's not a lot of space for them. Yeah. So I get that, but looking back on it, I'm like, oh, where was Faith? Yeah. No. It's or the mayor. It is a bit weird, and but then I wonder if it would have been even more jarring to have them in for, like, one short yeah, scene. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yes, they will feature heavily. And, yeah, like, for the most part, Graduation Day Part 1 is going to be, we're going to do that whole thing of, like, setting the Set up, up all the pieces. Yeah. Yep. Set up those dominoes so you can uh, knock them all down. Yeah. It's going to be fun on the bun. Uh, fun on yeah. a bun, of course. <laughs> How do you think that this episode compares to something like Go Fish from last season? <laughs> <laughs> the episode before the final two-parter. Now, it's interesting because, like, from a structural perspective, the episode before this one actually did have a lot more to do with the final two episodes. Yeah. Much in the way that, mm-hmm. yeah, 
the ghost episode was a lot better setup for the final two episodes. Yep. But I mean, obviously, this is a far better episode than whatever it is you're talking about. <laughs> I think I would rate it like 10 times higher. This. <laughs> Like, yeah, useful fair. stuff still happens in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally cannot be moved from this season no. without disrupting things in a major way. Yeah, you cannot move it around or have it go missing suddenly. Yeah, yeah. It, there's good character work. It's so necessary. And it is very much like a rite of passage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, high school kids go to their prom. Yep, yeah. Well, good times. All right. So that's setting up for next episode. We will have fun then. Let's uh, let's lead off with the social network this time Ooh. that we are reachable at. So a little bit of a story. It was going to be Gab, G-A-B. Right. Now, it was going to be, and then it wasn't because I initially started looking at it. Uh, there's been some like Nazi activity in North America <gasps> recently. Yeah. And like one of the guys, it was mentioned that he had a Gab account. And I was like, oh, Gab, I need social networks. What the fuck's that? It was like, okay. <laughs> free speech emphasis on that like just uninhibited free speech i'm like okay could be could be okay looking into it more like it has some pretty strong leanings towards the nazi side of the political spectrum Ooh, uh, that's unpleasant. way more than i'm yeah way more than i'm comfortable with so it's not that good you're not reachable there good. in any way no, instead not. we have duo another another social network slash media application from google <laughs> oh and my god you might be asking yourself don't they have hangouts mm. allo like isn't google plus maybe still a thing they've got their youtube communities and now you're saying duo and i say yes michaela yes they do and i'm the on there at uno i'm on there at duo michaela's are better than one all right sounds good <laughs> uh you can also reach us on email beyondthenew.hellmouth@gmail.com. Or the Reddit, that's buffy.reddit.com. And until next time, farewell Farewell from from the the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.